Good morning. We just continue these three weeks on understanding a vision, a dream, or something that happened in your life that we don't talk much about it. And by the way, uh, I've done a series of studies like this maybe over 20 years ago or 30 years ago, and, uh, and we're revitalizing those series of studies in order to... Um, in order to revisit it and talk about it and and, uh, and explain, because uh, as I as I minister, I ask the congregation, how many of you had ever had a dream in which God was talking to you? And there's a lot of elderly people who lift their hands, and so it is important. Uh, it's not something that everybody treats all the time. It's not something you're going to hear on a Sunday morning, obviously. Not even on Sunday school, but you can hear from me. Amen? And I hope this will bless you and help you to grow in your faith. So I'm going to talk about the eyes of the soul. The eyes of the soul. And the idea is, how does a vision, a dream, is communicated from God to you? What are the, what are the components that receive and reveal. And so, first, we have a soul in us. The soul is your personality, your id. It is the way you are, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know uh, there's, a, there's a company that does chicken. I don't know the name. It's from Louisiana Chicken. Huh? Popeye. Popeye. And there's a commercial of the Popeye lady. All right? And she talks about my, 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 my fried chicken, okay? And she has a wonderful personality that as she begins to speak, uh, you forget about the chicken. And uh, you see that? Yes. You know, it, it's just a, a personality. It's just a, a person. So your soul is your personality, who you are. It's what God is trying to save. It is the part of you that will live eternally. Your soul is going to be in heaven. You're not going to go over there with tennis shoes and bring in your computer or your, your accordion. Well, perhaps. The accordion perhaps make it. Uh, so you can play accordion in heaven. But uh, uh, Taylor, uh, but Taylor is going to be recognized in heaven. You're going to see him. So the soul is the part, the component part of the receiving ingredient that receives it's constant receiving from God, receiving from the earth, from school, from teaching. And uh, so the part in us that communicates with God is our spirit. So the spirit of man, spirit, soul, and body, the spirit of God, the spirit of man is the spiritual part that hears the, the vision or the dream. Why am I saying this? It's because it is a spiritual nature. When God speaks to us, it is a spiritual nature. If he's not God, then you ate too much fish the night before. Had a dream. But when it is from God, it's a beautiful thing. It reveals His desire for you, His plan for you, and all kinds of wonderful things for you. And so, the spirit of man 
receives the communication. Now, when you receive Christ, where is the Holy Spirit? In you. Go ahead, get the microphone. It, it, in you. In you. Meaning, Raymond, uh, 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 the Spirit, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. Isn't that the word dwell? dwell. Yes. Give me a scripture about dwelling. Uh, Ephesians 1.13. Yes. In whom also, after you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Yes. So the sealing of the Holy Spirit, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in you, is that spiritual part with the spirit of man receive the information. And a vision is something like, uh, the, the best way that I know how to explain is a camera. Have you, have you used to remember the cameras that we used to have? You know, not the iPhone, uh, but, you know, the regular little camera that you buy, you know. Yeah. That you press a button and go, right? Like all that noise. Well, that little noise there is the shutter opening so the picture that is in front of it comes in. So, closes up. And you look and you took a picture. So that's how God communicates with us. The vision stays. The Spirit retains the vision when He's from God. It's like a shutter that opens up and closes, and there it is. God is relating to us. Another way to understand that is like blinking. When you blink, you, know, you blink, you close your eyes, and you blink. I'm not seeing anything, right? My eyes are closed. And if you open your eyes and close Concentrate on what you saw before. So let's take a look. I'm looking at that picture. It says love, Jesus, the equipment, the camera. When you close your eyes for a minute, it's, it's all there, right? It's all there. And that's how uh, the vision comes. Jesus dwelling in us. When a vision comes, it comes from heaven to our spirit. So, the Holy Spirit that is in you sees things through your eyes. Mm, 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 mm. Did you hear that? So, your eyes uh, is able to see. And at times, the Holy Spirit sees from inside out. And sometimes... God sees from the outside in. So why the Holy Spirit is so important is because He's the carrier of the perfect will of God for your life residing within your body. Read that verse again, John, that you read in Ephesians. And uh, I want you to hear that because the presence of the Holy Spirit inside of you is the proper indicator that your soul is under the conviction, the anointing. You know, John Wesley talked about prevenient grace. The Holy Spirit is moving around a person and inviting, okay, and, and, and talking to that person. And, uh, and, and suddenly the person says yes to Jesus. And the Holy Spirit then moves in at the moment of conversion. There's a man in our ministry called Robert 
Burnett. Robert is from Atlanta. He's a, 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 an older person my age right now, but uh, 20 years ago, or, or 10, 15 years ago, he went to Brazil. And as he talked to two people down there, what a splint, strange, and the other one was Bunch. Robert Bunch. And they were talking until 2 o'clock in the morning with, with Robert to receive Christ. And he finally came to that position at 2 o'clock. And at that moment, I came down the steps. I used to be, my room used to be on the steps upstairs. And I came down the steps and had a prayer with him. And he received Christ. His family was drastically changing, continued to change. And his children are beautiful children. And saved by grace and life changes, drastic changes. Okay? So, so direction changed. And so, uh, what am I talking about here? Uh, yes. And so, uh, I, uh, he saw truth. He saw truth. From inside out, the Holy Spirit convicted him and he saw truth. So the moment of salvation, the moment when someone confesses Jesus Christ as Lord, it's not that he's doing the right thing or saying the right thing. It's that God himself takes, goes inside of him, comes in. Salvation is not of ourselves. It's a, it's a gift of God. But the confession to receive Christ is the beginning of the, of the movement, of the specific Relationship between the soul and the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit then have a way to come and to convict and to, and to, and to save because it's the will of God, then that magic, that supernatural moment happens. I've seen, I've seen so many. Let me give you one of them that I think is an important one. It has to do with a man called David Bleakman. I was at Rekindle the Flame Conference at the Civic Center in Athens, Georgia. You know, this conference is close to 38 to 40 years uh, old. It's been going on for a long time. And, uh, and I remember, I remember I saw this man coming in. And as he walked in those front doors there, I met him there. And I told him to kneel, and he began to cry and cry and cry. And God saved David Blickman. He made a lot of confessions, but that was the moment when God saved him. In other words, the soul and the Holy Spirit came one. Okay. So, I told you about the blinking. The blinking is another way of seeing it. I told you about the shudder. Okay. Uh, let's take a look on the ministry of Jesus and see scriptures that sort of deal with this. How about John chapter 8, verse 38a? I speak that which I have seen with my Father, and you do that which you have seen with your Father. Okay. Now, I want you to read that very slow, so everybody will, just, will read it again. I speak... I speak that which I have seen with my Father. I speak the things which I have seen... With my father. And you do that which you have seen with your father. Yes. Yes. What, what, what Jesus is saying is that the eye, the spirit, looks to see the things of the father. 
as a physical person, an earthly person, looks and sees the things of your father. Do you remember your father? How, how he was in his manners, in his kind. My father was a little shorter than me, but he drove a Harley. He drove a 1,500cc Harley, the big Harley, and uh, had a sidecar on it. And, uh, and he would get up like this and whoom, and that thing would just rattle all my mama's china. Go. And, and mama come outside of the house and say, Daniel, get that thing out of here. You better break my china. And, uh, uh, I'll never forget that. My mother is a Dutch lady and had a beautiful, beautiful blue eyes, just beautiful blue eyes. And she was, just a foot taller than my father. A foot taller. I mean, my dad just, because mama was so good looking. And man, he, he felt like, oh man, I've got the, I've got the beautiful eye. And she was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Even in her old age, 94 years old, she had beautiful gray hair. I, I got the, the blue thing to put on their hair. You know, old people get the blue thing to put on their hair. And I got, I got her with that and she just want that. And she looked, she looked just as distinguished and with a scarf right here and just a, a beautiful thing. So what I saw my father do, the motorcycle, the activity, all the things, God sees, Jesus sees the father doing the same things. And so the ability to see is godly. The ability to see as God sees, you see. And so go to John chapter 2 verse 24 and 25. John 22, John 2, 24 and 25. says, But Jesus did not commit himself unto them, because he knew all men, and needed not that any should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. Okay. So if God, if Jesus, through the power of the Spirit of God, sees what's in man, it simply means that his spirit can penetrate his soul and from his eyes, he's able to look at you and get the information that he needs. Is that proper? Well, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, discerning of spirit, three gifts of revelation. What are they? The ability of the Spirit of God in you through your eyes see that which God wants you to see. It's not that you want to see what you want to see. It's that God sees what He wants to see in you, and hence the soul. You know, here's an example, a very classic example on how the eye, the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the eyes of men. I had a guitar, and I parked my guitar, and and and. and, and uh, I don't know the name of the uh, of the park in, in Atlanta. It's still down there, you know. Uh, e- economy. I parked in Economy on 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 on, a- uh, on, on Delta Concourse. Uh, what is the color? Is red. Is red. red. So I park on Economy way down there at the end, and I'm walking about three or four cars from my car, walking to the gate to get a plane for something, and a man passed by me. And I looked to him, because <clears throat> I brought my guitar in my hand, put it in the car, and I was leaving. I couldn't, I don't know why I was doing that. I don't remember the details. But, and as I was about from here to that door, he just went direct to my car and stopped. And so I just kept on walking. 
Suddenly, I look way back there, and he had uh, something to go inside of my car to open the window. And, man, I took off toward that man like he's about to kill one of my children. I mean, what an ugly thing I did. But I did. I just run and yell. I mean, I, he had a gun. He could have killed me. But I was so determined that uh, he, knew, he knew that boy would love his guitar. Okay, and he took off running and left, and, and left uh, the, the, the part down there stuck on the... So I called the police and talked to them. He jumped the fence and disappeared. So what I'm saying to you is that as I passed him, I saw something. It wasn't that I wanted to see. It was God and me revealing what he wanted to see to tell me. My guitar. So every time the Holy Spirit in you reveals something to you, is that God is telling, trying to tell you that the information that you're going to receive from the Holy Spirit is not about you. It's about what He wants to do in somebody else. Does that, does that uh, communicate with you? Yes. So, His spiritual eyes perceived. His mind did not get involved. For he knew it. So the mind thinks. Say the mind thinks. The spiritual visualizes. The mind thinks. The spirit visualizes. I couldn't understand why in the world these things operate this way. Because I thought that, uh, well, you know, the revelation from God. You know, some days I wasn't really feeling like receiving revelation. You know, I just had a, a piece of ribs before the service. And I'm in the flesh, so to speak, burping a little bit, trying to, trying to ask God forgiveness, you know, going to Louisiana, uh, you know, crawfish, you know, coonasses all around. I don't understand the coonass period. And, and, and suddenly they're, they're just, uh, they're just, uh, you know, communicating and, and, and talking and suddenly, I'm in the service, and I see something. And, and I'm saying, stick with it. Do it. So every time that I heard something, I would, I would deal with it in the proper time at the moment where I could deal with it. And uh, it's a wonderful thing because every time God reveals something, it was really 100% true, 100% correct. And it wasn't me doing. He already had done that. He convicted already. He had already convicted. He had already brought the person to say, yes, it's done. So don't think that you have nothing to do with it. That you are going to be sort of uh, in charge of the ministry aspect of this revelation from God. Forget about it. We're just mouths. We're just people. When God reveals something and you believe in it, it's already done. And all you do is to lay hands and pray. Because you see, most of us get tired, worn out of doing ministry. Let me give you a, 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 a statement that I want you to think. Every time you preach and you are tired, God wasn't present. What did I say? Every time you preach and you were tired, God was not present. When I preach and I feel better after preaching, 
God did some wonderful things. Because the flesh, when the flesh is involved in it, when the flesh is, is dealing with it, it's, it's, it's laborious, it's tiredness, it's anxiety and turmoil. So in Brazil, before the service begins, you know, I asked the pastor, and I just simply say to the team, Coca-Cola. And the team line up in the front of the altar, 20, 30 people. What a shock, you know, in a church, a bunch of white Americans standing up, looking. And I just get the microphone and says, folks, I'm here tonight. And I just begin walking toward the congregation with that microphone. I came tonight to preach. I'm an evangelist. And I know there are several people here that need Jesus more than anything else on your, on your life. And I came because you came. And I want to invite you to receive Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, and accept what He did in the cross for you. And I'm asking you, would you please, don't, don't let this moment pass. Lift your, your hand, please. And suddenly, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight people. Now, I want to invite you to come and shake my hand. And they began to come slowly. The first one, I go over there and shake his hand and invite him and take him at the altar. So this man is receiving. You've never been here before. That's the first time I've been here. I, I just have having a, my life is just. And he began to cry and bow, my God. Before too long, you have 20 or 30 people lining up on that altar coming to Christ. No preaching. No scripture. No music. Only the vision the Holy Spirit gave to me in the parking lot of people coming forward. Do you understand a little more now? Meaning that salvation came in before the service because God already had revealed the idea that many were there tonight who could came to receive Christ. So why to go through the sermon? And why to go through all of that? If he already revealed, he's going to teach disciples. All you have to do is to uh, lay hands. And, and the funny thing is that all the Americans couldn't speak a lick a word of Portuguese. Not, not one of them. I mean, they don't know nothing. And as, and as a, a boy from Kentucky, a lady from New York... Another, a preacher from Oklahoma, say, God, I thank you, Lord, for this night. I thank you, God, for this opportunity, God. And, uh, and suddenly she, he looks down, and the woman is kneeling on his feet, totally overtaken by the power of the Holy Spirit, healing, deliverance, just, just brokenness. And, uh, and, and, and she's, I mean, you, 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 you look down, and there she is. And so he knelt down with her. And, uh, and, uh, and went to the pulpit, picked up one of the uh, pillows down there so she could lay her head on the pillow. And he began to pray. And the family came. That was a lady who never received Christ, never come to church for the first time, meaning, meaning what a moment. So what happened in this situation? When the bus stopped and I got out of that door, the shutter begins taking pictures. And, and I recognized that God was trying to tell me something. Now, am I communicating with you? Numbers chapter 12, verse 6a, part of the verse. Let's take a look. Numbers 12, 6. 
<clears throat> and he said, Hear my now now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I the Lord will make myself known unto him in a vision, and will speak unto him in a dream. Yes. This is God speaking to Miriam and Aaron about the situation of their disagreement with Moses. And God said, Don't you do that. With him I speak mouth to mouth. And I'm doing visions and dreams. And so, so when God sends a vision to a person, saved or not, unsaved also can receive from God. He uses channels of communication, like a word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirit. But also, he uses the moment, the opportunity as to what he wants to do. How he wants to do it. It usually is at the moment he says it, you should do it. At the moment he says it. So how can this happen? First of all, you've got to, got to make sure your shutter is open to God. You've got to make sure that you believe these things. Because if the things that I'm sharing, sharing with you today, if you don't believe in it, and you refer to it as uh, 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 neo-Pentecostalism, or perhaps charismatic uh, 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 influences, or then then uh, then uh, you you honestly not never going to see anything in your life. But find me someone that has fruits in their ministry, and find me someone of salvation. Find me someone that God has related to them and communicated with them in many different ways. Okay, so the vision comes. The spirit of man with the Holy Spirit sees it. The soul remembers. The mind somewhere uh, remembers the, 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 the snap, snapshots begin to come to your mind. And in minutes, the vision then becomes a reality. I know that uh, I haven't been able to, to cover all this material. And I still have uh, uh, two more pages here. So let me ask you this. Are, are you able... Uh, does your shutter in your spiritual camera is in working condition? You know, I wanted to do that, and I wanted to hear that. And, uh, and I began to deal with things that I wanted to see. And so I remember one day when I didn't have a, the ministry was at 152 Spalding Court in Athens, Georgia. I lived there. At University Heights in Athens, and I had a basement with the office there. It's a large office, a large basement. So I had all my my uh, my, uh, my 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 computer. You know, in those days, uh, there was a typewriter, electric typewriter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you type, made a lot of zig 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 noises. You know, it's a heavy, bulky thing. You know, IBM, and. Uh, and so I had all these bills in, into a box for the month. You know, the, the mortgage. Then I had the, the electricity, the water. And then I had uh, insurance for the car. And then I had uh, uh, insurance for the house, 12 payments, you know. All, all those things like, that a normal life needs to take care of. And so I put... One of those bills in front of me, and I said, Lord, it's 29th of the month, and I, uh, 
I, uh, I don't have any money to pay all these things. I mean, I was just, just wondering. And I said, well, how about if I just look at it and see something on it that, that could help me? And so I looked, looked, and looked, and looked, and looked, and I, and I saw paid on it in red, paid. So I got the other one, paid. The other one, paid. And so I began to pray, say, God, thank you, Lord Jesus, for that. Thank you for paying these bills, Lord. Mary Lucy is already doing too much. She's doing 15 children, babysitting, 15 babies in the house. I mean, it's babies everywhere, diapers everywhere. And I'm traveling, playing the guitar, and, and trying to say, God, show me how I can get all these things paid, paid, paid. And, and, and the Lord said to me, and I, hear, I didn't hear the Lord speak to me, but I had a thought that was just out of nowhere and very creative. He called things that be not as though they were, which is uh, Romans 5, 4.17. Call things that be not as though they were. The God that calls things that be not as though they were. And suddenly... I began to feel release that God will take care. So two days passed, fifth of the month, I went to the post office. Went to the bottom, and the post office those days was downtown Athens. It's right there uh, 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 across the street from Athens First Bank. It's a white marble building, still there today. And I went down to the bottom box. Open it up, and everything that I needed was in there. Every single dollar that I needed to pay those bills, which is like six, seven hundred dollars, all there. And I paid the bills that day. And from that day on, I look at the bills and I begin seeing paid, 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 paid. What happened there? God was trying to tell me that He will take care of me and pay the bills. That He will watch over me. And so this is no. No exercise in futility. But first, I had the bills together. I had them in a little box. I had a little prayer on the box. God supply all my needs according to riches and glory. I prepared the box, the bills, and I did not put a bill there that I didn't need to put there. The bills that were there were bills that I consecrated to God, and I began to see God begin to move. From that, from that experience on, I've been paying budget. For 40 years. See you tomorrow.